Israel may be in peril like never before. A country surrounded by devastating threats on every side. End time prophecy is rapidly unfolding before our very eyes. Today on Jewish Voice, CBN Jerusalem Bureau Chief Chris Mitchell is here to discuss how history's final chapters will be written in Israel, in Jerusalem, and why this should matter to you. Shalom and welcome to Jewish Voice, a program to help you to understand the Jewish roots of your Christian faith, Bible prophecy, and world events surrounding Israel. Well, if you want to know where we are on the last day's timetable, simply look at Israel. World attention seems to be focused on that tiny sliver of land. With the Middle East more volatile than ever before, and developments unfolding so rapidly, it can get very confusing. Well, back with us for another week to help us unravel all this is CBN News Bureau Chief in Jerusalem, Chris Mitchell. Chris, thanks for sticking around, brother. Hey, great to be with you. Again, great brother. to have you. I, I really wanted to have you back because I think there's so much confusion about the Middle East mm -hmm. and Israel. So mm -hmm. help us to navigate. First of all, is Israel in more danger today than, than uh, 1967 or 1948? Or I, th I, think, I think it is in many ways. In 1967, that's when uh, you know, all the Arab nations wanted to wipe Israel and push them into the sea. But right now, it's facing a potential nuclear threat with, the, with Iran. So it took... Hitler, six years, you know, would be to kill six million Jews, and that's uh, something a friend of yeah, ours does. That's quite a threat. Rose, it is quite a threat. And the, uh, the threats are increasing. Syria right now is in the midst of a civil war, but whoever comes out into that civil war, you know, could, uh, could be a mortal danger to so Israel. Really what's going on in Egypt could turn out worse for Israel. Syria could turn out worse for Israel. We talked last week about Turkey. I want to go mm -hmm. back to Turkey sure. in a minute. But let's stay focused on Iran for a second, because they have a robust nuclear program. They're lying to the world. And mm -hmm. I appreciated Netanyahu standing up in front of the UN and saying, this is a pack of lies. Exactly. Don't buy uh -huh. into it. They are a danger, mm -hmm. not just to Israel, but to the world. Talk about Iran. Well, What's they might be even more dangerous now than they were under Ahmadinejad. Ahmadinejad, as Netanyahu said during that UN speech, was a wolf in wolf's clothing. But Rouhani, the new Iranian president, is a wolf in sheep's clothing. There's this smile offensive, this charm offensive, and right now, you know, the, the uh, P5 plus one, what that is, is the five members of the Security Council plus Germany are now negotiating with Iran. And Netanyahu is saying, don't make a historic mistake. Don't let the negotiations just delay the West more and more before it either increases sanctions or there's a credible military threat against Iran. Because Iran's tactic is just to keep delaying, keep and talking, keep negotiating. And he went back to his country and said, I pulled the wool over exactly. their eyes, basically, yeah. in Arabic. You and listen in Arabic, as our friend Walid Shubat says. Exactly. Exactly. That's one of the main principles, I think. You need to listen to what they're saying in their own language, whether it's Farsi in Iran, whether it's Arabic throughout the Middle East. And that's what they're really meaning. And that's what, so sometimes that can actually pull the wool over the West's eyes. Chris, don't give us too much, but how, how do you see this playing out in the next few months? Well, it's very dangerous. And I think it, it puts Israel in a great danger diplomatically and could isolate uh, Israel 
uh, in the international community. For example, if all the West and all the, the international community wants to negotiate with Iran and solve this, this situation diplomatically, while Iran tries to keep enriching uranium and get that nuclear bomb, then Israel might be the lone wolf saying, listen, this is dangerous, not only for Israel, but for the Middle East They and have the to take action. They're, they have no choice. I think they will. I think they will eventually. I mean, I've been talking to, uh, you know, Israeli officials on and off the record for years, and I think eventually uh, they're going to have to make that decision themselves. Just like he said in that U.N. speech, Netanyahu said, if Israel has to go it alone, they will go it alone. Okay, let's go to Turkey. We talked about Turkey a bit last time you mm -hmm. were on the program. Right. But I want to go back to Turkey because Turkey may be a sleeping giant here, and the election ha has had some impact. Mm -hmm. Talk about what is going on in Turkey means for Israel? It means, uh, it means a, a great danger to Israel, I think, in many ways. It had been, a, just a little brief history lesson, back in the uh, World War I, uh, the Ottoman Empire dominated the, uh, the Middle East. It was broken up. Now, Turkey, there was a president called Ataturk who made Turkey into a Western country. About 10 years ago, Erdogan, who's now the prime minister of, uh, of Turkey, he started reversing what Ataturk did and made it more Eastern, more Islamic more mosques now than ever before in, uh, in, in uh, Turkey. And now they're, they're associated as well with the Muslim Brotherhood, the global Muslim Brotherhood movement. And so now they've become an enemy of Israel. They have one of the strongest militaries in the Middle East, and they, as well as Iran, might be the nation to look for in the Middle East. Turkey historically has been the dominant power mm -hmm. going back to World War I and before. Exactly. Uh, with the Ottoman Empire. Mm -hmm. What about the restoration, uh, desire for the restoration of the caliphate. That directly connects to Turkey. Can you yeah. talk about that yeah, a little bit? Yeah, people need to understand what a caliphate is. It's sort of the a caliphate, a caliph is a successor, and the, and the caliphate is the successor to the prophet Muhammad, and the caliphate is sort of this dominant region in the Middle East, or wherever, wherever the uh, rule of Islam is. The last one was abolished by uh, this president, uh, Ataturk, in 1924. And what Erdogan wants to do is restore this caliphate. And the caliphate sort of transcends natural borders, the political borders we have now, and where, where Islam would be the dominant religion, would be the state religion. And so this is something that they want to reestablish. They have neo-Ottoman aspirations in Turkey, and it's sort of covered by this veneer of democracy, and it's a great danger. The liberal community, and sadly my people, the Jewish people have bought into this, really see Islam is a religion of peace and that there's a few crazy people mm -hmm, out there right. that will blow themselves up, but Islam is not a religion of peace. And we've been talking about this so much on the program. It's not politically correct, but Islam is a danger. It's not just a danger to Israel. Mm -hmm. It's a danger to the Western world. Talk about the house of war and the house of peace and where Israel stands between the two. One of the, one of the basic uh, tenets of Islam is that there are two parts of the world. One is called the house of peace, and one is called the house of war. Now, the house of peace is that part of the world that's under the domination of Islam. Those would include nations like Saudi Arabia or Iran or those that, uh, you know, Islamic republics. But the house of war is that part of the world that includes, that is not yet under the domination of Islam. And that would include Israel, which is on the front lines of this battle, would include the United States States and all the Western powers. So what what Muslims want to do, and this and, and 
we need, I know you will, uh, need to make the distinction. There are peace-loving Muslims, but the religion of Islam wants to eventually dominate the world. And this is part of their end-time scenario, that, that, that Israel will be destroyed, the Jews will be killed, and the infidels will be killed as well. And this is the tension right now. And if you look at the conflicts in the world today, whether it's in Nairobi at Westgate Mall, whether it's at the finish line of the Boston Marathon, there's this tension between the House of Peace and the House of War. And I think people in the United States need to know that we're in that war, whether we're a thousand miles away. Whether we see it or not, recognize it or exactly. not, we are yeah. at war, mm -hmm. and this is dangerous. Yeah, and Israel's right on the front line. Israel is really uh, on the front lines of this battle of civilizations. We just can't ignore this. No, not at all. This is the spirit of Antichrist mm -hmm. in the world. Now, you talk about Islam's final destination being Jerusalem. Talk about that. Well, whether it's uh, Shiite or Sunni Islam, both of them have a destination, and the, the same destination is Jerusalem. And they want to make uh, Jerusalem the capital of the caliphate. To give you an example, in Mohammed Morsi, before he was elected in 2012, he had a campaign rally, and one of the speakers at a campaign rally was saying, we want to make, uh, we want to have the capital of the Arab states. And it's not going to be Mecca, it's not going to be Medina, it's not going to be Cairo. It wants to be Jerusalem. And so they have a desire to actually make Jerusalem. Like Chris, Mohammed never even went to Jerusalem. We're being honest on this program. <laughs> well, I know, I know their, their understanding, their belief is that he actually rode on his horse, El Barak, and uh, he, he flew up to heaven from the uh, Al-Aqsa Mosque. Right in the center of the old city is the Temple Mount. And a, a part of that is the Al-Aqsa Mosque. And that's the, uh, the furthest mosque. It's never re referred to by name in the Quran, Jerusalem, but the Al-Aqsa Mosque is supposedly this mosque where Muhammad went up. Uh, and that, I think, is going to be the epicenter of this future conflict because that's going to be the, the sort of, sort of tension at All the end times. All points back to Jerusalem. We have got to have our eyes open. When we come back, uh, more of Chris's eyewitness accounts of prophecies unfolding in the Middle East. Jewish Voice is dedicated to proclaiming the gospel, the good news that Yeshua, Jesus, is the Messiah, to the Jew first and also to the nations. One way we do this is by helping some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. Even more important than the physical relief our medical help provides is the opportunity to share God's love through the good news of Yeshua. Today, we are just weeks away from our next medical clinic in Ethiopia to help a remote tribe known as the Gafat, descendants of one of the lost tribes of Israel. Our volunteer medical professionals will be providing medical care, dental care, and eye care, all free of charge to thousands of men, women, and children, many of whom have never even seen a doctor or dentist. Will you help these precious people? Every gift, large or small, will make a difference in someone's life. As a thank you for helping change lives when you respond with a gift of $40 or more, we will send you the latest book from CBN News Bureau Chief in Jerusalem, Chris Mitchell, called Dateline Jerusalem, an eyewitness account of prophecies unfolding in the Middle East. What makes this book different from any other is that it details the prophecies Chris sees unfolding before his very eyes as he reports from the front lines in the Middle East. With it, you'll learn 
How events making headlines in the Middle East fit into biblical prophecy. Why Israel is in more danger than ever before. And how this will impact the rest of the world. And how you can be prepared for history's final chapter, which will play out in Jerusalem. In addition, as a thank you for partnering with us in ministering to the Gafat tribe, We'll also send you this Jewish voice teaching, Unlocking the Prophetic Mysteries of Israel, Keys to Understanding End Time Events, this informative DVD with teachings from Rabbi Jonathan Burnus, Bible scholar Dr. Randall Price, and White House correspondent Bill Koenig gives new insight on the pivotal role that Israel plays in the return of the Messiah and on biblical prophecies that are being fulfilled right now and what it means to you. As an additional bonus, We'll also give you a one-year subscription to our Jewish Voice Today magazine. This is a bi-monthly magazine that focuses on some really important topics pertaining to Israel, Bible prophecy, and the Jewish roots of your faith. Please call, click, or write now. And please be as generous as possible. When you respond, you'll be providing life-saving medical help to very needy Jewish people. And you'll receive these ministry resources that will bless and inspire you. And there'll also be a constant reminder of your partnership with us to demonstrate His love to people around the globe. Thank you. I'm back with CBN News Bureau Chief in Jerusalem, Chris Mitchell, who's just written a new book called Dateline Jerusalem, an eyewitness account of prophecies unfolding in the Middle East. Uh, Chris, what's unique about this book. There's so many books out there on Jerusalem, uh -huh, right. on Israel, on prophecy. What, what makes this one so unique? Well, I think what makes it unique is actually being there firsthand to report on what's happening and to see these prophecies unfolding, whether it's uh, Jews coming back from the, uh, all over the four corners of the world after 2,000 years being uh, resettled in the land of Israel and then settling on the, the mountains of Israel. That's where Ezekiel said they would. Uh, seeing the uh, prophetic uh, uh, fulfillment of the Great Commission possibly in our generation. Uh, just so being able to report on these and actually share these and help people understand what kind of times we live in. You talk about something you shared with me last week, right. which I think is so important, and that's Muslims coming to faith supernaturally because the only w weapon we really have is the gospel and prayer mm -hmm. to combat yeah. right. the, the, the growth of Islam, the domination of Islam, and God is doing something powerful. It's amazing. Uh, uh, Muslims are coming to faith through dreams and visions. I'll give you an example of one man we talked to. His name is Ali. He's uh, from Turkey, and he was, uh, had a very difficult life. He wanted to straighten out his life, so he went to Mecca. He wanted to be a devout Muslim. Just before he did the Hajj, which was, you know, go around what's called the Black Stone of the Kaaba, he had a dream. Jesus appeared to him, and he said, follow me. So the next morning he left there. It was a, he had a very difficult uh, conversion, but he became, right now he's a Turkish pastor. Uh, we've talked to people in, in uh, Iraq, in the Kurdish part of Iraq. Uh, you know, talked to people on the phone about what's happening. There's people in Jerusalem who have had dreams and vision, have come to faith. They call these people MBBs, Muslim Background Believers. And this is just, and it's extraordinary happening in Iran, in Afghanistan, throughout the Islamic world. It is, world. and it's happening with Jewish people, Orthodox Jews, mm -hmm. some devout Orthodox Jews that I know from inside information are coming to faith through dreams and visions. God is at work. We don't only have time for one more question, mm -hmm. and I want you to talk about the end time battle over Jerusalem. You, you say 
and I think this is really fascinating that it's already begun. What mm -hmm. should we expect in the next few years? In the next few years, I could quote two authors, Charles Dickens, who said, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times, and Isaiah, who said, arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you, and deep darkness on the peoples. I think we're going to see great light and great darkness at the same time. We're going to see people rebelling against God, and I think we're going to see great harvest and people coming to the Lord like never before. I think the end, the end time is going to be a love story because the bride and the bridegroom are pining for each other. And I think the bride around the world, and it's evidenced by 24-7 houses of worship and prayer, they're longing for the, for the bridegroom to come back. And I think one day, he, perhaps soon, he's coming back. So I think the end time ends actually with a love story when finally the bride and the bride, bridegroom are reunited. I agree with you, Chris. Keep up the good work. Thank As you. I said, you're in the right place. The political and spiritual events that are happening right now in the Middle East, Israel and Jerusalem, are incredibly significant because they're fulfilling end-time Bible prophecy. In Chris's new book, Dateline Jerusalem, he gives a first-hand account of these prophecies, and he helps you to navigate through the politics of the Middle East and finally why all of this should matter to you. We'll be right back. Jewish Voice is dedicated to proclaiming the gospel, the good news that Yeshua, Jesus, is the Messiah, to the Jew first and also to the nations. One way we do this is by helping some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. Even more important than the physical relief our medical help provides is the opportunity to share God's love through the good news of Yeshua. Today, we are just weeks away from our next medical clinic in Ethiopia to help a remote tribe known as the Gafat, descendants of one of the lost tribes of Israel. Our volunteer medical professionals will be providing medical care, dental care, and eye care all free of charge to thousands of men, women, and children, many of whom have never even seen a doctor or dentist. Will you help these precious people? Every gift, large or small, will make a difference in someone's life. As a thank you for helping change lives when you respond with a gift of $40 or more, we will send you the latest book from CBN News Bureau Chief in Jerusalem, Chris Mitchell, called Dateline Jerusalem, an eyewitness account of prophecies unfolding in the Middle East. What makes this book different from any other is that it details the prophecies Chris sees unfolding before his very eyes as he reports from the front lines in the Middle East. With it, you'll learn how events making headlines in the Middle East fit into biblical prophecy, why Israel is in more danger than ever before, and how this will impact the rest of the world, and how you can be prepared for history's final chapter, which will play out in Jerusalem. In addition, as a thank you for partnering with us in ministering to the Gafat tribe, we'll also send you this Jewish voice teaching, Unlocking the Prophetic Mysteries of Israel, Keys to Understanding End Time Events. This informative DVD with teachings from Rabbi Jonathan Burnus, Bible scholar Dr. Randall Price, and White House correspondent Bill Koenig gives new insight on the pivotal role that Israel plays in the return of the Messiah and on biblical prophecies that are being fulfilled right now and what it means to you. As an additional bonus, we'll also give you a one-year subscription to our Jewish Voice Today magazine. This is a bi-monthly magazine that focuses on some really important topics pertaining to Israel, Bible prophecy, and the Jewish roots of your faith. 
Please call, click, or write now. And please be as generous as possible. When you respond, you'll be providing life-saving medical help to very needy Jewish people. And you'll receive these ministry resources that will bless and inspire you. And there'll also be a constant reminder of your partnership with us to demonstrate His love to people around the globe. Our focus on this program today is Jerusalem. And I want to talk for a few minutes about why is Jerusalem important in end-time prophecy. I could spend hours talking about this theme. Jerusalem is such an important place, such an important topic in the Bible. But let me give you three reasons why Jerusalem is so critical when we talk about end-time prophecy. First of all, in Deuteronomy chapter 30 and many other places, in Ezekiel and Jeremiah, in Zechariah, God promises that in the last days he will regather the Jewish people, the physical descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob back to the land of Israel with Jerusalem as her capital. This is an end-time prophecy, and we are seeing this fulfilled before our very eyes. In 1948, with the reestablishment of, of the state of Israel, 1967, with the reestablishment of Jerusalem, and then in the years that have followed, God has brought the children of Israel back to their ancient homeland. And I want to cite Deuteronomy chapter 30. If you look there with me, beginning in verse 4, even if you have been banished to the most distant land under the heavens, from there the Lord your God will gather you and bring you back. He will bring you back to the land that belonged to your ancestors, and you will take possession of it. And then he says, he will make you more prosperous and numerous than your ancestors. Ladies and gentlemen, we're living in that reality today. More Jewish people live in Israel today than any other place in the world. This just happened recently, a few years ago, that the population of Jews living in Israel, and particularly Jerusalem, is now greater than any other place, including the United States. We are seeing Bible prophecy, end-time Bible prophecy, being fulfilled today before our very eyes. So the first reason is the promise that God would regather the outcasts of Israel. Isaiah talks about this, Jeremiah, as I said, all of the prophets talk about the day when God would regather the remnant of Israel. He scattered them, and he said, I will also bring you back to your land. Jerusalem is the capital of that land. The second reason that Jerusalem is so important when we talk about end-time Bible prophecy comes from a statement that Jesus made himself in Luke chapter 24. I want you to look with me in verse 21. They will fall by the sword and will be taken as prisoners to all the nations. Jerusalem will be trampled on by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. Now, of course, when Jesus said this, Jerusalem was under the siege of Rome, under, under captivity uh, of Rome. Rome was in control of the Holy Land, and in particular, Jerusalem. They had control of the temple, and uh, Jesus said that, that they would eventually be banished from Jerusalem, which happened just a few years later in 70 AD, but that there would be a time when Jerusalem would no longer be trampled by the Gentiles. And if you look at history, you see nation after nation that trample on Jerusalem, that conquer Jerusalem again and again and again. But ultimately, the day would come when Jerusalem would be no longer be trampled down. And he refers to this as the time of the Gentiles being fulfilled. We are living in that time now since 1967 when Jerusalem supernaturally 
and came back under the control of the Jewish people through what we call the Six-Day War. No coincidence that it happened in six days, and on the seventh day they rested. This is a fulfillment of Bible prophecy directly connecting to Romans chapter 11, verse 25, which talks about the times of the Gentiles being fulfilled and the blindness coming off of the Jewish people at that time. All part of an end-time scenario that has at the very center of it Jerusalem and the Jewish people. And then finally, the third reason that Jerusalem is so important in end-time Bible prophecy is that Jesus is not returning to Rome. I know that's a shock for some of you. He's not returning to Rome. He's not returning to New York. He's not returning to a heavenly Jerusalem. Jesus is going to return physically, bodily to Jerusalem. Let me read for you Zechariah chapter 14, verse 4. After the battle of Armageddon, on that day, his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives east of Jerusalem, and the Mount of Olives will be split in two from east to west, forming a valley with half the mountain moving north and half moving south. This is the physical bodily return of the Messiah to this earth. He's coming back the same way he left. He left from the Mount of Olives, he ascended to the Father, and he's physically coming back to the Mount of Olives, physically into Jerusalem, where he'll walk to the Temple Mount and establish the millennial reign. Jerusalem is key to end-time prophecy culminating in the return of Jesus to the Mount of Olives and the establishment of his kingdom here on the earth for a thousand years. And we say, come, Lord Jesus. Jewish Voice is returning to Waliso, Ethiopia to bring life-saving medical care and the good news of Yeshua to one of the most impoverished Jewish communities in the world, the remaining Jews living in Ethiopia. As we head into 2014, we need committed Christians like you to join us in Waliso, Ethiopia from February 28th to March 9th to help us bring free medical care and the gospel to what may very well be one of the lost tribes of Israel. Please come with us. We need medical, dental, and eye care professionals, prayer room workers, and anyone simply willing to help. There are so many Ethiopian Jews who are hurting and they need our help. You can make a difference and God will use you to change lives forever. You can be a blessing to the Jewish people. Since 1967, Jewish Voice has been dedicated to proclaiming the good news that Yeshua, Jesus, is Messiah and Savior to the Jew first and also to the nations. Now we do this in several ways, but one way that we do this is by helping some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. We've been able to demonstrate God's love by providing these people with medical care, dental care, eye care, medicines, eyeglasses, water purifiers, all free of charge. And most importantly, we share the gospel. And it's through your faithful support that we're able to make a difference in their lives. As our way of saying thank you, I'd like to send you Chris Mitchell's latest book. He is the CBN News Bureau Chief in Jerusalem. And he's written a new book called Dateline Jerusalem, an eyewitness account of prophecies unfolding in the Middle East. This book will help you to understand how current Middle East developments are tied directly into Bible prophecy. And what makes this book different from any other is that Chris explains this from a first-hand point of view. He's on the front line, so this has Chris's eyewitness accounts 
of what God is doing in Israel, and it will definitely help you to prepare for history's final chapter. In addition, I have a DVD that we produced here at Jewish Voice I want to send you. It's called Unlocking the Prophetic Mysteries of Israel, Keys to Understanding End-Time Events. This informative DVD includes teachings from myself, archaeologist and Bible scholar Dr. Randall Price, and White House correspondent Bill Koenig. There's teachings in here that will teach you about events taking place in Israel and around the world, but also that are directly fulfilling end-time Bible prophecy. And there's some inside information here that you will not hear anywhere else. Hey, by the way, we're on Facebook. You can check us out by going to facebook.com slash Jewish Voice. And when you log on, be sure to like our page and stay up to date on everything happening here at Jewish Voice Ministers International. Well, as I leave you today, I want to really encourage you to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Now more than ever, Israel needs our prayers. And we're told that those who pray for Jerusalem will prosper. This is Jonathan Burnus. Until next week, saying shalom and God bless you. Jewish Voice is made possible by the support of friends and partners like you.